Hello and welcome to another episode of the Powered by Positivity podcast with me, your host, Laura Murray, where we will talk all things health, fitness, mindset, nutrition and lifestyle. I am delighted to have been joined by Rob Gallagher for this episode. Rob is one half of Movement 101 alongside his business partner, Brian O'Loughlin, who was also previously on another episode of the podcast. So make sure you have a listen to that one after you listen to this one, if you haven't already. Um, In this episode, Rob and I talked about taking responsibility, eradicating excuses and the importance of creativity and play as an adult and growing up, not old. Um, We also discussed many other things and I really hope that you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed this conversation with Rob. I also want to mention our sponsors before we jump into this episode, Dublin Meat Company. I'm a massive fan of their healthy fit foods range of ready meals, their handy protein pots, soups and weekly fit food bundles, all of which are MSG free and macro friendly. They make it super easy to stay on track, to hit my protein intake and to ensure that I'm getting good quality nutritious meals without any hassle or stress and zero prep time, which is just a lifesaver on busy days and weeks. Check out DublinMeatCompany.com to order, click and collect from any of their six shops in Dublin and Drogheda, open seven days a week. You can also order for delivery straight to your door across the nation. For 10% off your order, enter the code LAURAPYP at the checkout. Eat well, live well. I'm absolutely delighted to be in partnership with Airmuscle.ie. Airmuscle is your one-stop online shop for the highest quality sports nutrition and supplement brands including some of my own personal favourites, such as Optimum Nutrition and Trained by JP Nutrition. I highly recommend making use of their free delivery for orders over €70 by stocking up on your vitamins, protein, CBD products and any other supplements that you use regularly. For 10% discount off all of your orders, use the code PYP10 at the checkout. And finally, this podcast is produced by Primal Productions. And you can find all of their contact details in the show notes below. Rob Gallagher, hello. How's it going? Laura, are you well? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, Delighted to be be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in on Friday morning, dark and early. (laughs) Yeah, dark and early. Um, so today, what I was hoping to discuss with you um, is, first of all, your journey, because it's something I've only kind of learned a little bit about very recently, and it's incredibly inspiring. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about kind of how you've gotten to where you are now. So you are one half of Movement 101 with your business partner, uh, Brian Lachlan, who yep. has been on the podcast previously as well. Um, and what you've built over the last few years is incredible with your business. But I am guessing that that wouldn't have been possible had you not built up your own mind and body and self first. Mm. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know you and your story, if you could give us a background about who is Rob Gallagher and what do you do and how did you get here and kind of over the last kind of 10 years, I suppose, okay. what, how has your journey looked? Okay, well, um, let me see. I should say I'm the older half of uh, Movement 101. <laughs> like I'm about 10 years older than Brian. Um, and how I started in the fitness industry was, I suppose, like 
I got really unfit, right? And um, I was in my, as a kid, I, hey, I was all about climbing trees and playing games and very active uh, and got played rugby at the local club and then in school absolutely loved that as a kid it's such a such a great game for you know young boys you know milling each other running around on a, on, on the getting muck and all the rest of it it's just a uh, great fun and um, so I played that up until I was about uh, 17 and then I got a couple of injuries uh, essentially I, I dislocated both my shoulders within a few games um, tried to get back playing they would just keep on dislocating uh, so then I uh, got a couple of surgeries on them over a couple of years that's when I went to college and I basically I didn't so I didn't play sport okay because um, it takes a bit of getting over the surgeries and I was never the biggest and then when I kind of the surgeries were done I'd kind of gotten a, a bit weak um, and again I wasn't the biggest so going, going and playing that and just the thoughts of doing it again yeah yeah I, I, I just uh, probably lost a bit of confidence as well along with that um yeah and got into other things like drinking and yeah, partying you, yeah. you know yeah. so essentially that that was why my, my, a lot of my 20s was you know going the other way I, I I very rarely took part in sport the odd kind of thing but um you know I had the odd stint in gyms but yeah kind of that went it returned really 360 from being really active and training a lot um, to uh, doing the opposite. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up doing a, um, a degree in, in quantity surveying and uh, construction economics. W- didn't really like that. Uh, family was in construction, so that's kind of how that came about. Um, and I was working in that for a few years and I just just didn't like it, you know. Um I suppose I took up surfing at the age of 30. Mm. Um, so that was cool, but it, it takes, you know, even living on the East Coast, that takes a lot of practice. It's not something that you can pick up straight away. Um, and then I found myself, you know, in around the, um, you know, when the economic crashes happened, but I was working in Aquinas Fair and I just didn't like it. Um, and there was one particular my escape was to head down to the west and, and do a bit of surfing that was the sport I got into but I wasn't training in the gym I would just go every few weeks or you know potentially it could be months uh, yeah. and go down for a surf so I went down and uh, had a surf this particular day and we, we're lucky these days we have the the forecasting is pretty good you know you can go down on a particular day when you see the forecast you know five stars you know the wind's going to be right the tide's going to be right the swell's going to be there and it was like pumping, as surfers would say. It's it's just mm. beautiful conditions. Um, and I surfed for about an hour and a half, two hours, and I didn't catch one wave. Uh, and I came in, and um, yeah, I had like spasms in my back, my upper back, because you know you're 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 kind of you're the opposite of, of sitting at a computer desk when you're surfing. Your 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 back is in extension, your chest is up off the board, and you're trying to paddle. Yeah. And I was just in bits, uh, and I was in pain, and I was really frustrated because I did, hadn't ca- caught one wave, driven all the way down there that morning, and I just said to myself, um, can I curse? Of course. <laughs> I said, fuck this. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get strong, because yeah. it was too important for me. Um, and the next day, I think it was the next day, or within a few days, I had contacted a PT, and I had started personal training. Amazing. So that was... So that that's was a bit of the story. It kind of got to the point where you were like, okay, do you know what? I have to do something here. Yeah. This, this, nothing else is going to change. 
Nothing's yes. going to get better unless I take responsibility. Yes. And I had like, you know, before like the back issues, again, it was, I think it was tied into the surgeries on the shoulder, uh, sitting at a desk, you know, for, yeah. for, for, you know, with quantities of vein, you can imagine having like construction drones and you're, you're taking off measurements, you're, you're, you're bent over the desk uh, between that and the computer. And to be long old days, you know. Yeah, so such a sedentary life, really, and then mm. really randomised, I suppose, trips going surfing. So there was no mm. consistency with yeah. activity or, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually remember that myself from in, in my twenties, my early and mid twenties. Any time I stood for long periods of time, yeah. having back pain, yeah. lower back pain in my twenties, yeah. like that's insane mm. to allow that to be happening mm. when there's no real reason for it. And I remember. I would. I was the same. I worked in an office job, really sedentary. I would mm. go drinking for my outlet or go yeah. to the cinema, all seated activities. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and going to gigs was another thing that I loved. Again, it wouldn't happen every week or necessarily yeah. every day, but um, when I had to stand at those gigs for long periods of time, and that's not even being active, it's just standing. Yeah, just standing. The pain in my back after standing for a couple yeah. of hours it was just not right. So yeah. again, like that, I knew, I was like, this shouldn't be happening. I'm like, mm. I'm a young woman I shouldn't be feeling yeah. this way what can I do but um, taking responsibility again it, it really comes down to that and I know that's one of the underlying kind of principles within your business Movement 101 mm. is responsibility and taking responsibility yeah. I think that one of the most self debilitating things and most frustrating things that I see almost every day in some form or another and something that I've kind of done myself as well is grown human adults actually sabotaging ourselves through victim mentality. Yeah. And as well as entitlement as well, which is another mm, kind of mm. form of self-sabotage. But as grown adults, we sit there and go, I just don't know what to be doing. Or, you know, I don't have time for training. I don't have time mm. for, for exercise. My life is so busy. My life is so hard. Yeah. I could never do that. So-and-so is so lucky. You're so lucky. Mm. Um, and... It's all usually complete and utter bullshit to oh, make ourselves feel yeah, better because yeah. we're not doing the things that we can do. Yeah. Um, and we find it easier to believe that than actually rather than actually going and trying to make change or to do something different mm. or to ask for help or doing the thing or doing anything that might make things better, make you or your situation a little bit better. Yeah, maybe it's, it's a little bit because we know there's Hey, just there's work involved in that. Yeah, you know, so it is there's putting change up, and up work. these bullshit excuses, and we yeah. do it ourselves. I, I think I have still have to be aware of that. We're we're talking a bit off 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 air um, mm. about that. Like I was, you know, still have to be aware of like where am I bullshit myself here? Yeah, where you can know? I do a little bit better? Yeah, what, yeah. And Watson maybe not going so well, but it is that level of awareness, and then there's also a level of entitlement that I see quite often as well. Like we can be so resistant to taking responsibility mm. that we'd rather try to, and this is something I know you've spoken a lot about, to get fixed, try yeah. to get fixed by someone else or some external person or source mm. or thing, Quite you know, answer. yeah, like b yeah. trying to buy a program or a product that, mm. oh, this is going to fix me. This is yeah. it. I'll just expect to be fixed or to be handed results yeah. that I want yeah. rather than doing something yourself. Um, and then there's on the opposing side of that, which is equally frustrating to see as a coach um, or somebody who does work in the health and fitness industry is there's the kind of old school hardball approach of, oh, just suck it up and do it. <laughs> like you don't because want it bad enough, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And that frustrates me so much to see because almost as much as victim mentality, because it's not just about giving a, a good program or an effective program or getting an effective program or nutrition mm. plan or a simple solution that you can purchase. 
there's actually so much more involved in dealing with the actual reality and the chaos of life and the emotional responses around all of this. Mm. And like the, some of those responses are like fear, fear of failure and resistance to change to ha- and to having to actually do the work. Um, and I know that, as, as I said, like some of your underlying principles of Movement 101 are responsibility, health, longevity and self-efficacy. Um, so for someone who had, from someone who has taken responsibility, like you've done that for yourself, you kind of called yourself on your bullshit mm. that day on the beach and said, I have to take responsibility. And you have improved not only your health, your physicality, your mindset, but you've improved your overall life. You've changed your life mm. through doing that. Um, so let's discuss that. What, like, how did you go about when you when you were initially decided to make that change? You reached out. You got a PT. Where did it go from there? And what changed for you? Yeah. Um, well, do a few things helped with it, but. I got a PT and uh, went to him and I was still working at a job, but he suggested, and then to two sessions a week. And he, he, he's actually like, listen, don't don't try to do more. Two is fine, you know. Yeah. So I went in and I'd, I'd see him and I needed that. And I, so that I stuck with that for the year. And this is kind of a bit what you were saying before is like, you know, you need to train hard and really go after. But two sessions a week for... You know, I don't always think of myself as a a, um, a neotype character, right, in the Matrix. Yeah. You know, when he, when he <laughs> yeah. comes comes out of the 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 you know the thing where you he's been staying, and he couldn't see, and all his muscles were like yeah. so weak because he'd never <laughs> used them. <laughs> so like this office, you know, modern human who's been stuck in an office, stressing behind a thing, you know, drinking and and smoking and uh, not doing any exercise. So so my muscles, like my body, was like, you know, withering away. Um, uh, so that's that. That was the got the ball rolling, mm. right? Those two sessions a week, and immediately, um, and this immediately I cleaned up my act with regards to uh, not drinking as much much alcohol uh, and tidying up my diet. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, you know, was, and those a, were realistic for you, really. Yeah. Like you, you you said like two. He was recommended two was mm. enough at the moment, and that was a struggle just, some that day. Yeah, you know? but yeah. it was a, a big change for you as well, going yeah. from none to two a week. Exactly. But if you could just implement that, that was going to prove to yourself that hang on, I can take action. I can yeah. make change and build your confidence and your self belief and self efficacy. Well, even even in, in in a few months, I was like, and you know, maybe it was the fact that I was very active you know, previously, and this is probably going back, you know, 20 years or so till I was like 17 or something. Uh, you know, I had been active previously and I was like, I enjoyed sports, you know, so that kind of helped. Um, but definitely, you know, within a few months, I was like, yeah, I actually thought, I remember thinking within a few months, hey, I could do this. Yeah. Do you so. remember the turning point or was there a particular moment that you were like? Well, career-wise. Or in, in general, like you're thinking, you know, if I can do this, Mm. What can I do? What else could I do? If I can yeah. commit to this and I can see that it's making a lasting positive change or that it could if I stay consistent with it. Yeah. Um, I think, hmm, I think, I, I don't remember what, it, like this is it, it it's kind of gradual. It's like, you know, climbing a mountain that you don't see the top. Yeah. You know, and hey, I'm not at the top. Mm. Are we ever at the top? It's just, like I said, a journey and it's only, I'm only, you know, so many years into the journey and and, and it goes on. Um, so I don't, like, I think with the career, 
uh, I, I got to a point with the career is like you know I can't I can't be doing this anymore. Yeah. Uh, just it just didn't feel um, like I got to the point where I was, I was fitter. It was help, definitely helping with, for example, the surfing. You know, I wasn't in bits anymore. I was, I was still having like certain back pains and stuff. It was very much a strength uh, program, so I, I didn't know as much about inverted commas movement or, or, or mobility, um, just the kind of general stuff rather than the depth we go into now. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of what we, what was the 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 question there? Was kind there a point? Yeah, how, like was there was there like an actual turning point that you remember? Um, quite often, I don't think there is for people. I think it's kind of no, I think it's slow and steady. Slow, yeah, yeah. and you don't realize how much yeah. how, or how far you've come just by taking those little actions consistently. Yeah, like your couple of training sessions, and yeah. with that, your values start to kind of become clearer. Exactly, you're, yeah. you're kind of like from drifting along. Okay, when you don't have a plan, from drifting along uh, in a job you didn't like, uh, in a kind of habits as in hey. I'd enjoy night out with the lads, but it kind of got to the point where it's like, that was it. Like that was the highlight. Yeah. You know, that was, and when you're doing, for example, work that isn't fulfilling, mm-hmm. where are you going to get your fulfillment? You know, you have to you have to look elsewhere. Um. So that's where the the kind of entertainment. You know, distracting myself. Yeah. Right. Um. Getting in like spending even like reading or getting really into sport but that's like observation like it's like a fan i used to play sport and here i am you know reading the the post-match reviews or or getting involved in that kind of stuff it's like go after it yourself you know yeah so when i started making a bit of progress with the surfing and that and maybe that did feed into hey i'm dissatisfied with the job here and actually you know when you're working monday to friday sometimes eight to eight uh when we're busy like I can't, I can't go surfing anyway. Yeah, you know? like I have to wait till it's the weekend, and then the report mightn't be good. And um, so you know, and then with the, the with the with the fitness, it's like, hey, maybe there's there's an opportunity here to do everything, as in working a career that you kind of like and uh, get fit and be able to you know take time off when you want to do your sport. Yeah, and when you decided to change career, how did you go about that? Um. Um. Yeah, well, well, there was obviously the uh, the downturn in terms of the economic crash, mm-hmm. where you know I was working in, a, in an office of about thirty of us, and within a few weeks, there's just a few partners left. Yeah. Um. So that was like that helped. Um. So so uh, I was then working with another firm, um. And yeah, I just I just knew I couldn't be doing it anymore. It was like, I I, I know I I worked hard to kind of get the degree and stuff, but this isn't me, you know, arguing over money and you know I had no. I had no kind of enthusiasm about it. And it's, how can you be good at something that you're not enthusiastic about, you don't enjoy doing? Yeah. You know, you can certainly hold down a job, and but yeah, it just wasn't fulfilling. Um, yeah. So so that's, I, I just kind of decided, listen, and my, my wife uh, uh, was very supportive and she's kind of saw how, you know, how the job was eating away at me. Yeah. Um, and even to the point where I'd be working late a lot of times and I, and I wouldn't get to do the training, for example, you know. So it was like, you know, I have to do something here. And I just just, just said, I'm going to do this and went back and uh, started the uh, started the course. Yeah. You know? And were you still working full time while you were doing your course or what, why did you transition? Um, was there... The course was part time. Yeah, I was working uh, at the time doing the course. Yeah. And then it was just, um, I, I believe I was. Gosh, going back a few years, I have to think. Was mm. I? I think so. 
trying to make the leap then. Yeah, then just 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 made the leap. Yeah. 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 It's funny you mentioned there, um, you know, I'd spent so long studying to get my qualifications to do the your previous mm. job. I think that's something that people, It's some, I, I read about um, somebody before saying, you know, I worked so hard and I'd spent so long getting these qualifications mm. for this job that it just seemed mad to leave it. Yeah. But they were deeply unhappy. Mm. It's like, it doesn't matter how long you spent working to that point. If mm. it's not what is serving you, it's okay to take a completely different direction. Yeah. And but I think obviously there's fear with that as well. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like taking a wrong turn, right? Yeah. When you're driving out the country. Yeah. But I've, turn back, but I've been driving west for so long. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to get to carry driving yeah, west. No, yeah. you're not. You have to take the left here. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. And it, like it is a journey. It's not like, you know, I think talk about the self-efficacy. So that's, you know, the ability to the confidence you have to do a task. Yeah. So the, the definition, just for anybody listening who doesn't know, it's a person's belief. I did look this up. I'm not just quoting this off. Um, a person's belief in their ability to succeed in a particular situation. Yeah. So, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, like, you know, for someone who, you know, I work so hard to get in this job or, or work so hard in this degree in this industry, well, there you go. And if you're not enjoying it, but look look what you can do when you put in the work. You can do a degree or a, a, a qualification or work in a job that you don't particularly like and do quite well in it. Mm. What if you worked hard in a job that you did like? Yeah. How well could you do? In it? How would your enthusiasm be then? How would how would you be able to progress then? Um, so, so. You know, I don't see it as a, a, hey, a lot of, a lot of stuff is still very valuable, you know, yeah. just the, the process of learning. You know? Yeah. And then there's the fear of failure, which as humans mm. and human adults, we don't like. Obviously, yeah. we, we try to steer away from being shit at something and being the beginner, yeah. being new. Yeah. Um, how did you find that when you were transitioning into Yeah, it was like, I definitely felt, um, let me see. I definitely felt uh, obviously when, when I the gym that I, I I started working in originally it was very hard to to get a mm. you know a, a placement or whatever so I I went around loads of places loads of kind of smaller kind of gyms that I, I thought were were quite cool but but just couldn't get uh, couldn't get it and um, so eventually so basically you work in this gym you do a few like classes and uh, spins and that and, and then you can you can train from it. So, you know, it was exciting. It was good. I was enjoying it. It was, you know, I was really into the training as well. I was training a lot. You know, I was doing like, you know, six days a week and loads of spins and classes. So I was, I was you know, that helped. In your element. Yeah, yeah, it got me in shape and it was really kind of good learning curve. Um, I, I was, you know, one of the older dudes there, you know. like the, Same as myself. Yeah, That's where I started. Was, yeah, like, I started yeah. really late in the PT yeah. game and like that it was it's hard it's hard yeah. starting out like you have to put in the work you have to put in the work and even like the, the social media remember like you know instagram was w w what we use a, a lot mm. and starting off like my mates weren't on instagram you know they're on twitter and facebook you know and yeah. even if they were they, they were never going to be my clients so i had like you know a hundred or two followers and i remember someone else in the gym started and within, within you know as soon as they opened their Instagram account, they were like they had a thousand plus followers, and I was like, "How am I going to get business here?" And mm -hmm. obviously, like I didn't have a like I didn't have a clue about marketing or uh, content or or sales or any of this kind of stuff. You know, I just I knew how to train, and I was a bit naive when I did take on a few clients because I was looking at them and going, "You know, you say you want to lose weight and get strong and do whatever." But you're not turning up. You're bullshitting me with excuses. You're not doing the work. You know, I mean, that's not what I did. Hmm. I went in and I went straight into it. 
you know so I had the right mindset and the right work ethic and I invested in myself yeah that's a big thing yeah you know? And what what do you think was the issue with the clients that you had initially? Was it just their lifestyle factors were different? Was there, um, were they coming from? Yeah, well, maybe it was like you know now we're we're very kind of we're we're a bit more particular about who we work with. Yeah. I, then it's like everybody and anybody. You yeah. know, I don't care who you are. If you know, no kind of interview before. Yeah. Um, do you have a slot free? Sure. When yeah. can you do it? You know. Yeah. And so you were working people who just you know. I'd like to lose a few pounds and, you know, would tone up, but they didn't want to change their diet. They still want to go in the piss. They weren't going to change their sleep. They didn't want to really change. Is you that, know? yeah, victim mentality slash bit, yeah. entitlement yeah. slash lack of... No, I did have definitely some clients who did, did really well as also, yeah, you know? Yeah. And and then I had clients who were like, you know, busy. I can think of a few here, busy uh, guys who were... Who were you know, one particular guy lost over 10 kilos and he ran his own business, you know, f- uh, he would have been actually older than me, you know, so so it was it was inspiring to see. Mm. Um, so, you know, it did have su- successful, but then I kind of, you kind of get to know who you want to work with. You yeah, know? and who you work well with, who you can yeah. help best. Yeah. 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 And um, in terms of like working with your clients on a psychological level rather mm. than just in the gym, how did you work with people to improve their own self-belief if they were coming in going oh, I don't really know I, ho- I hope this works this time I don't really know what to do yeah that's a word I, I don't like hope, hope yeah yeah, yeah I know. agree it, I, I used to say like if, if you want to paint your house yeah. right you get a lot of paint god I I, I hope. hope I hope this house gets painted <laughs> yeah. paint the effing house yeah yeah, you know? it's not um, going to get done looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But then definitely the the less is more. That's something uh, big for us. It's like, you know, like I said at the start, two sessions a week. Yeah. You know, one interesting thing, actually, when I used to work in, in this commercial gym, I would do like inductions. Essentially, people join, you'd show them around the gym and give them a, like a, a starter program. Mm. But I'd always ask them the same questions. Well, when was the last time you were at the gym? And it might be like, oh, three or four years ago or... 10 years ago okay and how often do you plan on going four or five times at least yeah it's like why would you go from nothing to but this is what people think and you're going to get a coach now I'm you know I'm I'm a dude I know what to do what do you mean it's like I'm a dude I don't know how to do carpentry or whatever yeah Uh, people just assume it's easy you just go in and do whatever else is doing Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that was uh, that was an eye opener but going back to how did I help people with their kind of psychology like this is definitely changed over the years. Like I didn't, I, again, I was going in. I didn't have a clue mm. what what how really to to do this. They don't. Yeah. There's a lot they don't that teach they don't, this in, a, in PT school. <laughs> I tell you what, there's an awful lot they don't teach. <laughs> so um, yeah, I went and for example, I, I just various different courses, um, and I tried to kind of lead a bit by example, uh, and tried to give people a program that was manageable. Um, yeah, challenging, uh, and um, yeah, that's. Yeah. And uh, I suppose it's developed a lot over the the while we as we've done more courses as I worked more on my own mindset. Um, that that's helped, but really, really kind of 
telling people like you know the limits are what you put on yourself yeah you know? and coming back to that hope thing as well it's something I actually heard you speak about before I can't remember where it was it must have been um, a previous podcast or something that yeah. you were doing but um, you said you don't need hope you need you a need plan it. of action yeah, and you yeah. need to take action but it, you yeah. don't rely on hope you don't hope like, you know people say I hope it's going to work this time mm. if you implement the plan you hope and stay consistent yeah. it will work and yeah. as you said like it's science if you are training yeah. consistently yeah. And, you know, eating right. Yeah. The science is there. It's backed. Mm. And you don't need hope. You need yeah. to take responsibility and take action. Exactly. And from there, then you're going to feel more confident in your ability because you're going to see that it works. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's even like, um, it's. It, I think it's a lot of it's the, the little details that people don't appreciate. Mm. Like, for example, um, when it comes to weight loss, people want to know, well, what, what foods do I eat? Uh, what... Uh, what what's the supplement? You know what do I have to avoid? Yeah. It's like what time do you go to bed? I go to bed at midnight. I'm up at like you know six. Yeah. I run out the door. I'm stressed out. You know, like even I'm tired all the time. Like even that kind of stuff. And uh, what I and I noticed this back myself with myself. You know, when I was like um, tired from you know working a job, for example, I didn't like. Then getting home and, you know, a few glasses of wine and want to stay up and entertain, distract myself by watching, you know, TV or some sort of Netflix, whatever. Uh, I'd wake up the morning, I'd be carbs and coffee. You know, when your energy is low, that's what you, I used to reach for. That's what a lot of people used yeah. to reach for. And then you look at people's diet and they're, they're not having maybe enough protein. So it's, it's everything, you know, sleep better, hydrate yourself more. Yeah. Stop drinking so much. Yeah. Like get the organism, the human organism working well. If you're trying to like... I like to try and look outside of um, even being a human, your, yourself. Like, look at, if you don't think you can do something, what about someone exactly like you, right? You're, you're a doppelganger in Cork, for example. Right? <laughs> could they lose weight and, you know, uh, build muscle yeah. if they had the right conditions? Of course you could. Well, yeah. why can't you? People, yeah. it's just in their own head. No, no, I can't. It's, I could never do that. Yeah. And also, previous wrong approaches. yeah. You know, I've seen this in, you know, growing up in the 80s. Um, my my mum, for example, always trying to lose weight on some of the bullshit diets they used to oh, be on. Yeah. This is pre-internet. Pre, yeah. There's a lot of, like, you know, the, the grapefruit diet where basically, you know, they'd eat a grapefruit and fucking whatever. Yeah, uh, of course you're going to lose weight, but you're going to be every, in a nutrient deficit as well as a calorie deficit. Yeah, yeah. and it was, it was everybody, whether you're like, I don't know, 10 stone or, or 14 stone or whatever. Yeah. It's it's all the same. Yeah. That's such bullshit. And then people, um, I've seen actually, I recall one of her friends, one of my mum's friends, again, back in the 80s, but lost a stack of weight and doing one of these bullshit diets. But it was like, it was unsustainable. It was one of these kind of, you know, like I said, grapefruit kind of eating nothing else and a ridiculous uh, deficit. And she basically starved herself for a few months. Don't know how she did it, but it's just through pure will and determination. Yeah. And eventually that's going to crack because her body is screaming for nutrients. Mm. So she starts eating yeah. properly again, but then she goes overboard, puts more weight back on, and then that belief is ingrained, I can't lose weight. Someone yeah. says, would you would you go to such and such a trainer? And I've tried everything. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I know what it's like. I went through but, hell. I've lost it. I'm cursing again. Yeah. Excuse me. But no. that, that's that's what these <laughs> people are saying in, in, in their heads. Yeah. But we laugh as well going, yeah. oh, the grapefruit diet, Egypt's back then. But like, yeah. it, that stuff is still happening now just under a different guise and a different yeah. name. And it's actually been sold by people online, by influencers. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. like, 
it's it is very very frustrating because like you said it's give it's knocking people's confidence in their mm. abilities to actually do what's needed and do what is going to be sustainable long term and going to help them long term yeah um and coming back again to the little lifestyle factors like sleep and water mm. and those things like the people kind of look at I don't know where to start I don't know what to do mm. okay grand but you're a grown adult and if you want to make change go and fucking find out like I didn't know yeah. how to drive how did I learn to drive I found out I was shit at it at first yeah. like I still am pretty bad to be honest <laughs> <laughs> it's not my strong skill but um, I was abs- I learned really late in life as well yeah, to, okay. how to drive and I was I put it off for years and years I was I think 27 right. I learned to drive and I was terrified because I'd put it off for so long yeah. and in my head I'm like oh god I couldn't do that and then I'm looking at like other people I'm like well if they can do that maybe I can like I definitely mm. can I must be mm. able to everyone else can Yeah. and I was absolutely crap at it and because I was older I felt embarrassed that I was crap mm, at it okay, because yeah. my friends and my brother and everyone else I know had been driving since they were 16, 17 I was 10 years later I was you know so out of my comfort zone crap and but I turned up every day and I drove Yeah. and now I can drive and I'm fine yeah. And I haven't had any accidents yet, knock on good, that good. wood. <laughs> but like, it is about looking at the little lifestyle factors. Like, the reality of it is, no matter where you are, no matter how successful you are in whatever your endeavours are, whether it's weight loss, whether it's your career, whether it's, you know, being fit, you can always do better. Mm. You can always improve. No matter where you're at in your life, there's always more improvements to be made. So even if you feel right now you don't know where to start or what to do or how to start, you can make a little improvement today. You can take action by improving your water exactly, intake. Yeah. And like if you do that consistently, I had a client start actually just a, a few weeks ago, an online client who started and um, when we spoke initially, she told me she was drinking between 500 to 700 milliliters of water a day and she thought that was plenty. Yeah. And that's, like, mm. I was like, you're chronically dehydrated. Mm. You have no idea how good you can feel by just drinking more water every day. Mm. And it doesn't have to be like drastic change. That's, no. That's, I, it's kind of a little rule of mine. Now, there's, there's some people can tra- change drastically, but generally drastic change is unsustainable. So just little bits of improvements. And what's the rush here? You have yeah. the rest of your, your the rest life. Of your life to get to where you want to yeah, be and yeah. then some. But yeah. yeah. And that's it. Like, by just increasing, obviously, ideally, we like to get up to maybe three litres of water a day mm. for relative to whatever body weight. But then you, you're never going to go from drinking 500 milliliters a day to yeah, three litres yeah, overnight. Yeah. It's like so, this, this uh, you're not, you're not going to go from nothing to train five yeah. days a week in the gym. Yeah, aim for it two, twice a week, you yeah, know, two 45-minute yeah, yeah. or, yeah, 45-minute sessions a week. Yeah. It's sustainable. Yeah, it's going to, might be tough. It's going to take some change. Mm. But, the lasting positive impact that that will have on you mentally and physically and your life yeah. over time. Once you do that consistently, like increasing your water intake, she now has more energy, she's mm. feeling better, mm. her digestion is better. Probably she's, more uh, probably more flexible as well, right? Yeah, that's are, it. And she's she's feeling better. Yeah. She moves better. Yeah, of course. And has more energy to give to her training. Thinking uh, better too. Yeah, right? yeah, removing that brain fog. Little yeah. tiny things like drinking more water. And that... That one little action of improving her water intake, you know, doubling it over the course of a couple of weeks mm. has given her confidence. She's like, oh God, I didn't think I could do that. But now I'm drinking nearly a litre before 9am yeah. and I feel yeah. so much better. Yeah. And I actually realised that I was dragging my ass around and I couldn't yeah. focus and I, yeah. you know. And if you can't focus, that that's the like, probably a hard thing because when, when people, certainly comes to personal trainers and stuff, that 
the organism, if you look at it that way, the, hum, the human organism that they are, maybe they are dehydrated, they're chronically tired, yeah. um, they're stressed out and they don't have a good way of like um, managing that stress, you know. So if you improve all these things, and that's kind of, I go back to myself, you know, smoking, right, yeah. cigarettes, uh, drinking coffee, going on the piss, in front of a computer, no physical activity. As a human organism, that, that organism is like a, if I was treating my dog like that, you know, I, I'd be called up to the, you know, I'd get arrested or something. I don't know, they'd take the dog off me. Animal you know, cruelty. Animal <laughs> cruelty, that's it. Uh, so, so, but when you start, you know, when you're talking about career and all the changes, all I'm doing is getting my brain working better, my body working better, and then I can think clearly. Then I can, you know, have a capacity to work harder and to focus. So all of these things tie into each other. Like yeah. me going to the personal trainer, I didn't realize at the time, but that was like the doorway to me changing career and doing something that I really like. Yeah. You know? And it quite often is like improving our physicality and yeah, it's strength a, is a yeah. catalyst for massive yes, positive change yes. in every avenue of our life. Mm. And um, there was something you mentioned there that I wanted to come back to. I can't remember now. It'll come back to me. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that taking action and just improving. But, oh, that's what it was. The Like you said, jumping in and maybe people think oh, I need to commit to training four, to four, four or five mm. times a week from nothing. Mm. Doing that, lobbing in like five or, you know, maybe six strength training or sessions mm. or workouts when you've been doing nothing and you're still chronically dehydrated and not mm. sleeping enough and not eating right. Like get the basic fundamentals down first yeah. and then start to build a better routine with yeah. movement and physical training. Yeah, And from there you have the avenue to create lasting positive change in all avenues yeah and that's kind of I know it's it's you know it's the time of year for and I don't want to um you know there's there's, there's good opportunities out there and there's there's good techniques but I think of the the a transformation kind of um challenge where not so much now but a lot of newbies okay who haven't trained in a while um, let's say if you haven't trained in over six months, they call that's a what's that? That's they call your training age is like, you know, you're you don't have a ex experience with it, so you're you're down at the bottom with regards to training age. Okay, so if you haven't trained a, in six months, you're like a a new newcomer, right? Yeah. Um. So these twelve week transformations, if you're asked to train four times a week when you haven't in a big group of people for twelve weeks you can get through that due to maybe a, a, a loud instructor who's going to keep everyone going and the camaraderie and maybe there's a challenge and all the rest of it. But what happens a lot with that kind of 12-week challenge is by the time the 12 weeks are up, a lot of people, a few people drop off, but you'll be bollocksed, yeah. you know, uh, and you will have pushed yourself mentally and physically too, too much and then you may drop off. And mm. um, So this kind of trying to like get fit, I'll go and get fit. And, and then what? Yeah. You know, like yeah. use it or lose Get it. Fit and then I'll stop and I'll stop and I'll be, you know, yeah. yeah, like like the reversibility. You yeah. know, if you go too hard, uh, you know, if you don't keep it up, it's gonna, it's not gonna hang around the muscle and what what have you. Yeah, so. and then there's that feeling defeated, and that's what when we come into that yeah. that kind of vicious circle again, like you yeah. mentioned earlier, with yeah, having foods, tried yeah. everything with the food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it does it knocks your confidence and mm. knocks your self belief to be able to make lasting change mm. or to get to where you want to be. Um, that's where the enjoyment and fun comes in if you can enjoy it and have fun doing what it is that helps you get healthy that's, exactly that's huge. yeah and that's something actually I really wanted to talk to you yeah. about today because 
the importance of play and creativity mm. is huge, especially in movement. Um, you said something to me um, on a call um, a couple of months ago, learn to play, play to learn. Mm. And that really stuck with me. Um, it was something else you posted as well that I since saw. It was a quote uh, from Albert Einstein um, that play is the highest form of research. Yes. And it's so true. It's a place yeah. that you know, we're allowed to experiment and yeah. make mistakes and have yeah. ideas and strict rules don't apply and imagination is encouraged. Yeah. And within that environment, discovery and a deeper understanding of fun can be found. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's the gateway to vitality, I suppose. Like mm. it's not, we're not taking ourselves seriously. Mm. Obviously, we want to take ourselves seriously in certain areas and in certain endeavours. Um, and taking your goals and yourself seriously and your training seriously at times has mm. its purpose. Mm. But it's also important to have, you know, that imagination and that fun and that optimism and novelty and, you know, not to take everything so seriously all the time in a world yeah. that is becoming so bloody serious. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so what's your take on that? How do you? Yeah, well, I, I suppose I don't know. I remember thinking of of that play to learn learn, learn to play, and like you know, I've learned a lot off my 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 daughters. You know, they yeah. and you know when you think of um, humans, when when you know what, what I think of what it got to me is some people would ask, well, can I do this? Can I do that? It's almost permission to move. Uh, we 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 have obviously a few programs that are set programs. Yeah. And um, well, I do this and that day. Can I take this rest? You know, of course you can. Yeah. Go go for it. It's not like set in stone, and um, do play around with it. Uh, ex even with exercises, I try it slightly different. Try it slightly different. You yeah. know, you're moving. Um, that's one thing I've actually loved since started working with you, um, and you've been doing my program, mm. and you're always encouraging to you know see how this feels, but try it the other way, and you know it might not be the one that we'll go with or we might want to mm. change this and try some different variations. And Yeah, find what works for you. Yeah, everybody's yeah. so different and the body yeah. is designed to move in different yeah. ways. And yeah, I know there's one drill you found quite challenging. And, God, the and windmills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was but shocked. But that, that's, like, that's perfect. Like when you think about learning, right? Yeah. And this is, uh, think back to like doing long division. Maybe you got it straight away. I certainly didn't, but you know, it's, it's that kind of confusion right yeah that and that confusion where your teacher's explaining something but before you know how to do it that's where you're learning mm. so the same i think can be applied to, to moving like surfing for example um f falling off you know not it's just it can be frustrating but then when you get something it, it's it's the fun so, so it's yeah. in in that like something i got into in the last well since may i haven't been in a while but i've been go to the skate park yeah yeah right? uh, i got a carver skateboard which is like essentially it turns like a surfboard right so i've been dropping in you know the and it was my my goal to kind of drop into the, the oh bowl. terrifying yeah well it was i mean i was uh, this is hey talk about being a beginner yeah and i was with my daughter uh rollerblades so she likes to go to skate park. i bring her there and it's you know it's a bit of fun yeah um but i was like weeks trying to drop into this small little ramp and i was just you know like i said terrifying but yeah. once you do it you know that's the learning and then all of a sudden you can go steeper ramps and it's easier becomes comfortable it's not nerve-wracking anymore but that whole thing about learning people kind of we can fall into our comfort zone where we just do what we we know we can do mm. okay but really the uh the 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 value is trying more new things and, and keep on looking for skill elsewhere and that, that's how I look at the play. And even in terms of 
you know, I look back to um, how we trained in rugby and I was at one stage, we had one coach who was very kind of rigid. This is the move. This is how you play. And, and I think there is another sense where, you know, children should be given their license to go out and experiment, you know, yeah. throw that pass. If you get it, you know, try try the thing, you know, yeah. learn for yourself. Yeah. Not like strictly playing as per some old coach is talking about. If they're going to develop, and, and even when you think of footballers, to have that vision, they have to go out and, you know, experiment, okay? Yeah. Um, and I saw that somewhere else in, in, um, in sport, I'm trying to think of it, but yeah, it was a it was essentially you know like like the footballers they have a laugh. You see them having a laugh. It's like the Brazilian guys playing the you know beach beach soccer or whatever. Yeah, They're there's the freedom to it. get it wrong. It's yeah. not about being perfect, mm. but I think you can bring that right back to training and and fear of starting something new. Like as children, if like you wouldn't turn around to your child and say, "Oh God, no, don't bother trying that. You'll be crap. You won't be able mm. to." You mm. want, and would you say that to yourself? Hell no. Yeah, yeah. So where do we lose that? At what point do we lose that in life? Like, yeah, yeah, it, it's a, a good good question. Yeah, we yeah. do. We become conditioned. I think there's a point where, you know, we as kids, it's cute to be silly and to be mm. trying things and failing and and you know, obviously kids they learn to walk through falling mm. over and falling over and mm. getting back up and falling over and getting back up and they don't quit. Mm. And, you know. As an adult, if we're learning something new, we don't get it the first time, second time, third time. We kind of go, "Oh fuck this! Like it's yeah, too hard. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Like I'm not good at this. I'm crap." Yeah. And it's a, it's embarrassing, and there's a fear of not getting it right as well. Mm. Of course, you're not going to get it right. You're new at this. Mm. Like in the gym as well. Like, oh, I don't really know if I'm doing this right, so I'm not going to do it at all in case I'm seen to be stupid. Yeah, yeah. But and like, like I think, I definitely, it can be intimidating going into yeah, the gym and you're seeing all these people. Yeah. You feel like there's judgment. You feel yeah. like everyone else knows what they're doing. Yeah. They fucking don't. Don't. Like they don't they feel the exact same as you. And if you think they're looking at you, they're not. Yeah. You know, they're just looking around the gym yeah. in between sets. Or looking at themselves in the yeah. mirror, feeling the exact same way you feel, feeling self-conscious. And, and it's interesting, yeah. And that can be the fittest people in the gym. Yeah. You know? Generally is yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah, the like the as as kids, we have that, we have that self-belief. We kind of think, okay, I'm gonna try this. And if I'm crap, I'm crap. And and mm. we lose it as adults, but I think if we can try to remember, come back to that, I, I know it's something that um, Jerry Hussey kind of speaks about in his book. I don't know if you've read it. Um, Awaken, Awaken Your Power Within, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, brilliant, brilliant book. But he talks about like the way we speak to ourselves now as adults, we'd never speak to someone else. And yes. we speak to... like no self-compassion. Kind yeah, of self, no self-compassion. Yeah. And... You'd never speak to a child like that. You'd never turn around. Well, a champion doesn't speak to themselves like that. You don't. Yeah, Rafa Nadal isn't going out and saying, "Oh, you idiot, you missed yeah. that down the line." Yeah, you know, they don't say that. But how do we build that mental resilience and that yeah. that self belief? And one of the things that Jerry recommends doing is getting a picture or of your baby self. You're, uh, mm. when you were younger and looking at them and saying the things if you catch yourself saying oh you're crap you wouldn't be able to you, would mm. you look at a little child like that and say no you're yeah. crap you wouldn't be able to you could never do that yeah, okay, you, yeah, you yeah. definitely wouldn't no. and that's I think it's it's a really useful little tool to remember mm. when you're beating yourself up in your head without even realising catching yourself and going actually do you know what you fucking can but you just need to keep trying and not mm. give up or maybe try mm. a different way or you know failure is part of the process yeah right? Yeah. You know, if you're not like making mistakes uh, or finding things difficult, 
well, you're probably doing something that you can already do. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, you're not learning and you're not yeah, growing. Yeah, and definitely like, I've made, you know, it, I think of coaching people, training people, you know, business, uh, surfing, everything, you know, there's there's always going to be mistakes along the way. That's, yeah. you, you, you can learn from them. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have and, to and learn And even from it's, them. It's, it's risk, you know, I think people's attitude to risk is, is like, you know, they don't risk anything. Well, then where, where are the rewards? Yeah, you don't you know? gain if you don't risk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're so right with the failure th- thing. Like, you, it is, it's part of the journey. It's part mm. of the process. If you're not failing, you're not learning. You, yeah. Like, we learn more from our, from the negative things, from the things that don't go right, from our failures, from, than we do from, like, there's nothing learned in winning. Are you, are you, are you a fan of rugby? No. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll quickly, last year, Ireland played England in, uh, India Viva and I really wish I had it posted because I just knew we were going to win before the game. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and the reason I, I knew we were going to win is because they'd last lo- they'd, they'd lost the last four times in a row. Okay. Okay. And it was a w- decent team. Now England would have been the favourites but it's just that um, it's just that you know that pain of losing that frustration that you yeah. know and I can see it in I re- recall again that time and it, it didn't happen just once there was a few times I drove to, to the West surfed and you know caught maybe one or two waves and it's like okay that's not going to happen again you know yeah because and sometimes it's chicken out because they're a bit big you know so it's like that fear and then you you that kind of regret I'm not going to let that opportunity pass me by next time you know yeah so yeah it's important yeah you know? and even in terms of, of the you know career I struggled and this is like uh, and you know we still have to struggle through you know growth when you think of growth it, it is. It should be, it makes sense that's a bit painful, you know, whether you're a, um, again, a, a bodybuilder or someone putting on muscle, you're going to have to, you're going to have to work hard. There's going to be a bit of pain. There's going to be a bit of doms. There's going to be a bit of getting up early in the morning. You know, yeah. there's going to be like diet. Everyone wants to kind of lose a bit of weight, but avoid hunger. You're going to be hungry on occasion if you're yeah. trying to drop a bit of body fat. Yeah. You know, that's not to be There has to be compromise. Feared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, there's going to be that, but that's that's okay because whether you do it or not, there's going to be that. Yeah, and if there's not a little bit of fear, then it's probably not something that's worth even fucking pursuing because the yeah. want isn't there. Yeah, there's always going to be fear if it's something that you yeah. truly want, and if you know you're getting outside of your comfort zone. Well, even in the career thing, we look at like the fear of doing it about versus the fear of not, and yeah. then you're you're stuck in that job that you hate for the rest of your life, and you know yeah. one day you're going to wake up and say. Oh, I should have, could have, yeah. and you, you don't want to be doing that. That's it. Like yeah. it, there is a fear, and change is fucking hard. But so is not changing. Like, so is not changing. Living re- re- regret, and that's yeah. what. Um, well, Damien Brown, who uh, did a, a couple of trainings on on Telos, um, mm. he did. Uh, one of them is um, a eulogy training, but he 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 uh, Braun, what's her name? She she wrote a book. This is an Australian palliative care. A nurse. If you just Google that, you'll find it. But she wrote a book, the five uh, greatest regrets of the dying. Yeah. So straight away, you know, she she's working with people who are dying, and she's listening to them mentioning their regrets. You know, and we're all gonna die. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe we won't have time to think about that on our deathbed. Maybe we don't have a deathbed, but whatever. A lot of us will. Do you want to be looking back? Okay, because this this could happen. Picture this, and this is part of one of the exercises we do. What are you gonna when when it gets to the end of your life? What are you gonna look back at and regret? What are you gonna wish you had it done? Yeah. Uh, you you don't want to 
you want us to be saying, no, I, I did everything, I made mistakes, sure, but I went after the life I wanted. Yeah, you know, don't and I was jail. true to myself. So if you can do, if you can like put some plans in action, and if you're completely off off that, and you all, you you can see yourself regretting the job you're going to be in, or you know, not investing in in getting fit and healthy, or or whatever, you yeah. know, then it's time to change because no one's going to do it for you, and that's the important thing. And if you don't kind of take control of your life, well, someone else will, and that's how people end up in you know jobs that they don't like, etc. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. If you don't take control of your life, someone else will. And mm. that is, it really comes down to that. Yeah. I think the thinking about your life as well in a way of, you know, success. We talk about success so much. What is success? What yeah. like what makes you successful? And for me, um, I think success, I like to think, you know, of it as what rather than what have I achieved, what have I enjoyed? Mm. And if you look Very at your good. life like that, like mm. really look at what are you enjoying? What brings real value to your life? What makes you want to get up in the mm. morning? What What do you truly enjoy? And mm. what have you enjoyed rather than what have you achieved? Yeah, what are you brilliant. achieving? Um, and I think that can really clarify what's important and what to what to focus on going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some takeaways today, Rob. Um, how would you recommend that somebody goes about taking responsibility to improve their self-efficacy um, or self-belief? What would mm. be maybe a couple of th principles that they could apply or things that they could do within their day-to-day? -day? Well, mm, you could have a think about it, mm. right? Genuinely, yeah. have a think about it because yeah. we're all so Take distracted. Take responsibility and have a think yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah have, yeah. A, have yeah. a think about it. Um, yeah. What, like, what, what you said is uh, happiness is kind of something we experience, right? Mm. It's not necessarily something we, we arrive at or whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's not a goal. It's, it's, a, a, it's yeah. a byproduct of a, a life yeah. well lived. Yeah, and yeah. fulfillment as well. And um, it's even like if I win the lottery, I'll sit around and go, you know, on a beach with a cocktail. You mm. you might do that for a few weeks, but you after a while, up, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, after a while, you want to do something. Um, so, yeah, I'd look out... Uh, what what what? How do you want to live your life? Qu simple question, um, and ponder on it. Yeah. Now you don't have to come up with all the answers straight away, mm -hmm. um, and then what? Perhaps what's the next most best thing I can do? What am I? What am I not doing that I know I need to do? And even something I've gotten into the last while was um, a bit of meditation, where <clears throat> I'm regularly, pretty much daily, sitting with myself for five minutes and um, trying to be totally still, trying actually not to think just to be and kind of clear out, kind of uh, turn off all the tabs in my mind, if you like, and then almost connect with yourself. It sounds, hearing me saying this, I can't believe I'm saying this because, you know, <laughs> I think... Rob 10 years ago would yeah, never have... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, I used to think of meditation, see some sort of hippie with, uh, you know, tie-dye. Yeah, lotus sit, pose, yeah, exactly, burning, yeah, yeah. burning sage. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like literally, I think in this modern world, you know, there are so many distractions, yeah. right? There's so much stimulation from, you know, all the screens, um, everything, our work, we're just so busy in the media. We know what's going on everywhere in the world, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, find some quiet time and sit down and, and ask yourself a few questions. Yeah, you know? get real with yourself. Get real, yeah. Yeah, you got to get real with yourself before you can actually call your bullshit and take responsibility. So Yeah, yeah. And what, yeah. what's maybe what's making you miserable? How can you avoid that? Because yeah. you can't avoid that. You don't have to be stuck in that loop. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it, like asking yourself, what is one small thing that I could do today that would make mm. tomorrow better? 
or one small thing that I can do daily that will have a lasting positive impact if I do it every day, like mm. drinking a little bit more water or getting yeah. your sleep routine in check or yeah. walking or like you said, five minutes of just sitting mm. with yourself. Mm. And it doesn't have to be a big drastic life overhaul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it, and it probably shouldn't be. It's probably like... Uh, yeah. Little small changes like it, but if you have a vision, something we work on obviously with Telus members is that vision, yeah. you know, and, and it changes, you yeah. know, like people think we have grand plans, myself and, and Brian, for example. Did we think we'd be doing exactly what we're doing? We didn't. We yeah. wanted to do the next right thing, and we talked and we discussed, and you know, we put the work in, and you know, things, things evolve how they evolve, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's it's such a good tip that you gave. Um, like, look at how, and it's something I work with my clients with as well. How do you want your life to look? How mm. do you want your life to look in five <clears throat> years' time, ten years' time? What does a happy, successful life look like for mm. you in your life? And then you kind of work backwards from that and think, figure out, okay, to, to achieve this or to live mm. that life and to, to you know, embody this how to what do I need to do day to day yeah and then yeah. you have a plan of action to start making small positive changes that yeah. are sustainable that give you the confidence then to know actually I can't fucking have that if I want it I can yeah. be that person I can have that end goal I can achieve that but it's taking small actions proving to yourself that you can yeah you also have to be potentially careful who you who you seek advice from yeah you know if I'm um, an entrepreneur you know, starting a, a fitness business, do I want to talk to another entrepreneur who's already made success in that? Probably. Do I want to talk to, say, my a family member who has worked in a safe job all their... Uh, when I say safe, when I say safe, I worked in a safe job before mm. there was a construction kind yeah. of crash or, or banking crash or yeah. whatever. Um, but, like, if you're... Like, I've, I was advised from people close to me who, who, want, who had my best interests at heart would you not stick to that and maybe just do that part? It's safe, yeah. yeah. Like, as yeah. in, don't go all in with that. Yeah. Well, if I didn't go all in, I'd, you know, I'd be half-assed you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, certainly be careful who you, you listen to. And listen, listen to people, but be careful. Yeah, you know, get, get some different opinions, but, you know, your own opinion matters. Yeah. You know, what about your own opinion? You yeah. Know? But yeah, that's a very good point as well. That's a really good takeaway. Look for somebody who's already done what you are seeking to to do or mm, to achieve. Or, or, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Or something similar that yeah. you can kind of, to mentor you or to get mm. advice from or to, to figure out, you know, they can teach you maybe how to avoid making certain mistakes that they've made yep. and to get there maybe a, li a little bit quicker. No, or definitely. More I mean, uh, we, we talked about mistakes uh, and failures it is part of the process, but, you know, maybe a wise person learns from other people's mistakes yeah. doesn't quite have to go through that pain. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. definitely I've worked with, uh, you know, for example, I, I well, some made mistakes when I did decide to get fit again. I did have a few attempts, but going to that personal training was like, that was like, have to pat myself on the back, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just, I wouldn't have made the progress that, that I did. You know, I would have tried, probably tried too hard and burnt out and mm. maybe lost another couple of years, you know? Yeah. Guidance and accountability and a bit of support along the mm. way is a lot to be said for it. There's um, a whole lot of knowledge and wisdom out there. Yeah. That's something I'm actually working at, on at the moment, just a, a training for TELUS members. But look at our course, there's like, there's ancient wisdom, there's, there's science, there's like, you know, with the internet, there's so many examples of people who have come from, you know, really hard kind of places and have succeeded and are brilliant at what they do. Like, like we, you know, there's 
and people look at these people as they're massively different or special. They're just they're just humans, mm. you know. Yeah, we had Brendan Doyle, uh, Face Doyle on Instagram, who is fairly soon he'd, he'd be competing in the in the skeleton on the um, uh, in the Winter Olympics. Uh, so like, he's an incredible athlete. Like mm. that's all about you know a burst of speed, like a top level sprinter. Yeah. Um, and then you jump on the the skeleton, which is the sled essentially, one yeah. man head down, going 140 yeah. kilometers an hour down this. Insane, it's yeah. unbelievable. But when you see his training, you know, in terms of the the types of lifts he's doing, it's you know, it's incredibly powerful athlete. But I'm just what he said was on our training. It's like I, I'm nothing special. He's just turned up, done the work, done the work, done the work. That's it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, it's hugely inspiring. I think mm. quite often when we look at other people who have seemed to be successful or achieved a lot, it can be intimidating. Mm. But I think recognising that they're just a human who decided to go after something and to fucking work for it. Yeah. And again, took responsibility. Started mm. small, built on it. It didn't happen mm. overnight. One of the most powerful words that I think is underused in our language is yet. You're mm. not good at it yet. Yeah. Yet. Put yeah. yet on the end of all those sentences. I'm, good, yeah. I'm not good at it yet or I can't do that yet. It's only because you haven't invested the mm. time or energy into it so far. Yeah. I'm not good at speaking French yet. But mm. if I invested, if it was, if it meant enough to me and I wanted to get good at it yeah. and I invested time and energy into learning a little bit on a daily basis, if I learned maybe one French word a day for the, the next year or yeah, one phrase yeah. or spoke one sentence of French, every single day for the next year, I could get pretty good at speaking French yeah, if yeah. I wanted to. Yeah, I'm putting so, that time away. I l l like what you said there, like 168 yeah. hours of the week, right? Yeah. If you, one thing we look, look at is planning our weeks and reflecting on our mm. weeks. If you said, okay, you know what, once a week, um, maybe it's once a week I'm going to get like that hour long French lesson and then I'm going to do like maybe 15 minutes of homework three times a week and you, 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 that Commit passes that. by. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, Groundhog Day, you know. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He learned how to play the piano, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, you're just not good yet because you haven't invested the time, but you can. You're just another human. Mm. If there is something that you want to achieve, just call yourself on your bullshit if you haven't been taking yeah, action and yeah, take action now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You have to you have to recognise that because you will tell yourself stories, disempowering stories, disempowering beliefs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Recognize yeah. them, and that's that's where that awareness com comes from. That's that, that's where that that I mean, it's always something I've done recently, but that's where that meditation is kind of helping. It's it's kind of getting that bit of clarity, you know. Yeah, yeah. People go from one end of the day to the next, and they don't stop. They don't stop to think or look up or yeah, you know, it's just all go 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 in this kind of busy world, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Slow down. Have a little think. As you say, ponder. And I love that ponder, word. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. I hadn't heard that in years until yeah, you, yeah. you said it there recently. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's a great word. Um, it's kind of like a little looser than thinking, maybe. It's a bit just like the, yeah. Exploring. A bit like a the play kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, a playful ponder. way of thinking. You don't have so to come. Serious. You don't have to sit down. I wouldn't talk yeah. about creative. You don't, don't need to come up with down. a solution. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be, yeah. Yeah. That's really kind of sitting back. Uh, figures out the chit or whatever, look it up to yeah, the sky. Yeah. You know, what ponder. What if? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, use your imagination. Ponder yeah. a little bit. Don't have to come up with a solution or, mm. a, a, you know, a, yeah, I love it. Um, thank you so much for your time today, mm. Rob. Um, Thanks for asking me. And for sharing all of your wisdom and your journey and your lessons and thoughts and ponderings to date. <laughs> yeah, just, just a chat. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. No, it's been lovely. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Laura. 
Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to share and tag on your Instagram stories to follow and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to reach out and get in contact with myself or Robert, you will find all of our details in the show notes below. Catch you on the next one.